Today, I want to continue a series called The Hurt Whisper. The Hurt Whisper, and you can see the subtitle, Finding Healing for Your Hurt in the Whispers of God. In the past few weeks, we've learned a couple things about, you know, how we can find healing for our hurt. Um, the first thing is, is that God, you know, again, God doesn't always speak in the lightning of, of you know, storms. He doesn't always speak in the big ways. He doesn't speak, you know, um, in huge ways a lot of times. Typically, and most often, he speaks with what? A still, small voice. I know some of you guys are thinking maybe you haven't been in church in a while or you don't know much about Christ, and we thank God that you're here. Um, but, but some people, you know, maybe think, well, do you hear him audibly? I mean, does he speak to you? What does his voice sound like? All that stuff. I've never heard him audibly. Um, I've never heard him with my ears, but I have heard him in my heart, and I have heard him in my soul, and I've, had it, I've heard him in, inside my life. Um, and so you, you may be thinking, well, how does he speak to us? Well, he speaks to us with a still, small voice. But here's the key. If you're going to find healing or if you're even going to listen to God or hear from God, then the first thing that we learned is you have to be quiet. <laughs> and again, some of you guys, I look at you and you go, there's no way that person can be quiet. <laughs> they talk way too much. <laughs> they got the gift of gab, as my mom would say. Uh, my mom has the gift of gab. Um, but anyways, um, you, you know, you got to be quiet. You know, I mean, if we're going to hear somebody whisper to us, we have to actually be quiet. We have to pull the distractions aside and we have to get alone. And the truth is, that's the same way with God, right? I mean, when we get alone with God and we actually, you know, push away, again, all those distractions and we actually spend time with Him, we call it a quiet time where you have a time daily that you spend with Him and you read His Word and you pray and you praise Him even in the storms, then you will find, what? Healing for your hurt. I mean, it's in those, those moments where I've been alone with God and I've gotten quiet that He says, here's what I want you to do. Here's... Here's why you're hurting, and here's how you can fix that. Um, and so we've got to be quiet. The second thing that we learned, which was last week, uh, we learned that when we come to the Lord and we, we share with Him our pain and we share with Him what has hurt us, He simply replies, Me too. Me too. And you say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, here's the truth. I thank God that when I come to him, he's not going, huh? What do you mean that hurts? I mean, why would that hurt? Why? I mean, I don't understand what you're going through. No, listen, when we come to him with our pain and our hurt and, and, and the loss of our life and all, you know, the suffering that we go through, he doesn't look at us and go, what are you talking about? You know what he says? He says, me too. Me too. I need you to hear that because some of you are here today and you're going, can God really understand me? Can he really understand the pain that I've gone through? And the answer is simply, yes, he can. The God of the universe suffered. He sent his son to die for you. He watched his son hang naked on a cross, bleeding for you. He understands. Jesus Christ was crucified. He understands pain. The disciples of the Bible that you get to read they understand your pain. And when you read the Word of God and, and, and you think, well, they can't understand, yes, they can. And they know what you're going through. And when you read it, you hear the words, me too, me too. I've been there. I've done that. I, I've experienced that. And so I don't know about you, but, but that is very comforting to me. Because again, I, I, I've heard some people when they come into the hospital that I get to, you know, I go to, I go to the hospitals a lot and they come in and try to console somebody and they don't have a clue I'm like, just shut your pie hole and get out of here. 
because you don't have a clue what this person's going through. But that person that comes into the hospital and says, my, my daughter was premature too. And I understand what you're going through. That's the person that I want there. The person that comes in and says, you know, I survived cancer and I know what you're going through. That's, that's the person I want there because they understand. And so some of you need to hear that. Today, God understands what you're going through. A few weeks ago, uh, and, 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 and kind of what inspired this, this whole series is the movie The Horse Whisperer. Now, I know it's a sappy kind of a, you know, the, there's one plot of it that's the, you know, the sappy love plot that's really just a wrong, you know, relationship. If you've ever seen the movie, it's not the good part of the, the movie. But the other part of the movie is about a girl, a horse, and a man. Uh, the girl and the horse get in a traumatic accident, and they, they are traumatized by it. And they go to this man known as the Horse Whisperer, played by Robert Redford, and they find healing through his guidance, through his wisdom, through his patience, they find healing for the hurt that they've experienced. Well, I did a little research, and actually I talked to Elaine Adams. Where's Elaine today? Elaine's right up here. She uh, reminded me um, that, that the true story, or the, the story behind the story, is, is, is about a guy named Buck Brenneman. Anybody ever heard of Buck Brenneman? Yeah, a famous horse trainer. He's uh, done over 1,500 clinics in, in his life. He's, you know, on the road 40 weeks a year. Um, he is an amazing trainer. He wrote a book called The Faraway Horses, kind of about his life and about, you know, the, the way that he trains horses and he does it naturally and all that stuff. Um, the, the book, The Horse Whisperer, was inspired by his life. Um, and somebody wrote a famous book about it. I can't remember the guy's name, but he wrote a famous book about him. And then that book inspired the movie, The Horse Whisperer. Well, in doing some research, I found out that, that Buck Branham's, his life wasn't always as, as peachy as, as it, you know, it is now. Um, he, growing up, uh, the, the real Buck, the, the, the real life that he experienced was one uh, where he grew up with an abusive father. Um, his father taught them, uh, he had a brother, or has a brother, um, but at a young age, their, their dad taught him how to trick rope. And for a long time, they were the only trick ropers that could do tricks, you know, blindfolded. They, were, they would travel around. They got pretty famous. And they would go around and do these trick roping deals. Well, their father, you know, if they ever lost interest, if they ever slacked off on their training, then he would whip them. He would, he would ex- actually beat them um, to try to get them to, to be motivated. Um, at, at the age of 11, uh, Buck's mother died. And then the abuse even continued to be even worse because uh, I guess the father couldn't deal with it. So he began to drink more and, and the abuse became even worse. And, and so uh, the beatings increased as, as this father drank. And it wasn't until um, one day in PE that Buck um, had and you just finished PE class and the coach said, Buck, I want you to go take a shower. You stink. <laughs> I want you to go take a shower. And, and Buck said, I don't want to take a shower. And the coach told him again, so I want you to take a shower. And Buck said, I ain't, ain't going to take a shower. And, and so finally the coach said, well, you, you are going to take a shower. And so Buck took his shirt off. And when he took his shirt off, then the coach saw all the bruises and the, the whippings that were on his backside. He ended up turning, the coach ended up turning the father in. The father, you know, they were, the boys were taken away from the father. And, and Buck and his brother were taken to a, a foster home. Um, in this foster home was a loving couple. Um, the mother's name was Betsy Shirley, and she had taken in, at this point, Buck was the 17th son that they had taken in to their home. 17th son. He was the last of 17 uh, that she ever took in. Um, and, and, and just because they took him in didn't mean uh, that the, the father stopped harassing them. Um, the father, I read an article or two, and Buck tells about how the father would send them birthday cards. And in the birthday card, he would write, 
as soon as you turn 18, I'm going to kill you. He would write him letters, and he would say, I've been watching you through the scope of my rifle, and when you get in range, I'm going to kill you. That's how vicious and, and abusive uh, this father was. Um, and, and in this article I read, a uh, book said this. He says, there was never a day in my life that I wasn't afraid of my father. Um, and so needless to say, and I believe this is a God thing because I didn't know any about, anything about that before I started this series. But needless to say, I believe that God wants to speak to us today. Um, some of you, you know, again, you're here today and you are, are listening online maybe and you have experienced much of the same hurt that I just described. Some of you, if not many of you, have experienced physical abuse. Um, others of you have maybe experienced, you know, emotional pain, it, uh, maybe betrayal from, you know, a family member or, a fa- you know, a friend or whatever. Some of you experienced, you know, teenagers, especially we've experienced, you know, bullying or verbal abuse or rumors that if somebody has spread that has hurt us or gossip. And, and here's the truth. While I feel your pain, And while your pain is real, I praise God that you are here today because I believe that God is going to whisper his his healing into your heart and you can be set free today. Amen? Amen. I believe that. And I'm so glad that, that those of you that maybe experienced this hurt, I know we all have in certain ways, but you are here today because God wants to speak to you. Now, again, today I want to I look at, at what God says to us when people hurt us, when we've been hurt by others, what does God say to us? Well, here's something that I've heard as well. I've heard this people say this, and you may believe it, um, but, but I don't. Um, some people, they always come in and they say, you know, when you're in a hurt time, they say, well, time will heal all wounds. Time will heal all wounds. Anybody ever heard that? Yeah? Um, well, that's a great phrase, and, and it may be well-meaning. I personally, I don't believe that it's true. Here's why, because when I deal with a 40-year-old and uh, that 40-year-old, you know, comes in and he's still dealing with something that happened when he was five, I just don't believe that healing comes through time. Here's what I believe. I believe that when we come to God and we give God our pain and, and, and we allow God to whisper into our lives his healing, only then can we truly find the healing of our pain. It's the only place that you can do it. It's the only you know, place that you can find you know, that healing for your hurt. And once that takes place, then you begin to go through the process of finding a new normal in your life. Does that make sense? And so while some people believe that time can heal, I don't believe it. Um, maybe it dulls the pain some, but as soon as that little wound gets opened by somebody that, you know, that says something that triggers that pain, it comes right back. And so listen, today we're going to learn that, that God can heal your pain. He can actually heal it. Now, again, is it a struggle? Is it something that you may face mentally? Yes, but daily you can find healing every day. Um, and, he, and he can provide that. So today, I want us to look at what God whispers to us, um, again, when we get hurt uh, by others. So here's the question. What does God say to us when we've been hurt you know, by someone and we need to be healed up? Here's what I believe. There are two things. God whispers uh, a couple things. Number one is this. You ready? Forgive them. 
And so I want you to hear that. You know, because some of you are sitting in here today and you're thinking, that, you know, that person, I hate their guts. You know, I, I can't stand that person. That person broke my heart. That person has said this or said that. Here's what God wants you to do. He wants you to forgive them. He wants you to forgive them. Look at Matthew chapter 6. It says this. It says, if you forgive those who have uh, sinned against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your heavenly Father will not forgive your sins. Now, I'll give you a personal example of this in my own life. Um, this last December, I had a humbling breakthrough in my life. And uh, I'll just say it this way. For the past few years, I've had this nagging feeling like something was between me and God. And I really didn't know what it was. And, and, and slowly, God revealed to me that there are some relationships in my life that I have held resentment towards certain people because of what they have done you know, to me. And, and, and the crazy thing is, I didn't even realize I had the bitterness or the unforgiveness in my life. And then this is what God said. God said, and, and, and this is hard, but, but God said, I want you to go to them and I want you to ask their forgiveness for the bitterness that you've held against them. You know what my response was? When hell freezes over. <laughs> do you hear me, God? When hell freezes over, I'll do that. I mean, I'm thinking to myself, you know, they hurt me. Why the heck do you want me to go to them and ask for forgiveness because of me? I mean, I, I didn't do nothing to those guys. And God said, that's exactly what I want you to do. That is exactly what I want you to do. You know why? Because I needed to ask for forgiveness because I had had, you know, resentment and bitterness in my life. Again, some of these individuals hurt me personally. Um, some of these individuals have hurt my family. Uh, some of them have uh, been viciously rude to me, uh, even chewing me out on my own front porch in front of my kids. Um, uh, some of them have just been offended by what God is doing, uh, you know, wanting to do in my life. And, and, and again, they just wanted to be rude. Um, but God said, I, I want you to forgive them. <laughs> and, and again, I just was like, holy crap, what are you thinking? But here's the truth. I had to let that sin go in my life. And, 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 I, and it caused me not to have complete fellowship with Christ. Um, but, but here's the truth. And, and I wish I could tell you that everybody that I contacted, that I asked for forgiveness, uh, really, you know, had a good response. But they didn't. Uh, one guy, um, again, he cussed me one time in a church parking lot and then sped off. Um, <laughs> and uh, just, we just never really, you know, saw eye to eye. Um, and, 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 and that was years ago, and so uh, about a year ago, I actually wrote him a letter, because God had convicted me and said, you need to ask for his forgiveness, and I wrote him a letter. I said, I want to bury the hatchet. If I've done anything wrong, I want you to forgive me. Well, for a year, I waited for a reply. I never got a reply, so God said, well, Bo, I want you to take the next step, and I want you to call him up, and I want you to ask for his forgiveness, and so I said, okay, <laughs> And so I called him up. I said, hey, I don't know, you know, if you got my letter. He said, yep, I got it. I waited for a reply, nothing. And so I said, well, I want you to forgive me because I've held resentment toward you. And he said, okay. And he hung up the phone. Another uh, gal, um, I was trying to do the right thing, um, and I had and set up, uh, you know, some parameters and boundaries in my life that would have protected me from 
you know, from something happening in my life and this gal took it wrong. Uh, she quit um, under our ministry and, and all that stuff. And I remember I called her. And when I called her, I, I said, hey, you know, or she answered the phone. She goes, hello. And, and I said, hey, it's Bo. And she went, oh. <laughs> and I was like, great. Good to see you. Good to hear from you, too. And so I asked her, I said, you know, I, I don't know, you know, obviously I, I've, I offended you or I did something to hurt you. And if I did, I want you to forgive me. And she forgave me. Did she ask for, you know, forgiveness for what she had done? No, she didn't. Um, but I can't control that. And you can't either. But on the other hand, I called another guy. I asked him to forgive me if there was anything that I'd ever done. And he uh, forgave me and he renewed our, we, you know, we're friends. Um, another individual, I called him and he said, I don't even know what you're talking about but I'll forgive you. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's, you know, that's a part of it as well. I called another individual who was an older gentleman who, uh, if there was ever a guy I wanted to punch in the face, it was this guy, and he was older, so I knew I could take him. Um, but I called him, and he was actually, he's actually in a uh, assisted living center now, and when I called him, yeah, he was that old. And I was like, bring it, you know, and whatever. But anyways, he's the guy that shooed me out of my front porch when my kids are watching. My, and, and, and so anyways, I was ticked at that point. But I called him, and he couldn't hear me on the phone, right? And so he gives his phone to his wife. And, <laughs> and so his wife goes, yeah, uh, yes, uh, what, do, what would you like to tell this guy? And, and I said, well, can you tell him that if I've ever heard him and if I've ever offended him that I need him to forgive me? And she was like... Hey, uh, so-and-so, I, you know, Bo wants to know if you'll forgive him. And, and I could hear, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I heard, overheard him because he yelled back because he can't hear himself. He yelled back, yeah, forgive him. Tell him I'm proud of him. Yeah. And again, you say, well, what, you know, what's that all about? Well, what did that do for me? I'm telling you, it humbled me. You, you don't know how humbling it is to go to someone that has ticked you off and that you've wanted to punch in the face because they've offended you and say, I'm sorry. I mean, there have been individuals in my life where I, you know, working with cowboys and I've wanted to just jump off my horse and just beat the living daylights out of some guys. But it's, it's those moments where God says, I want you to apologize for your attitude, that God humbles you. You don't know how many tears I cried. I'm glad I didn't do this personally in front of those people because I shed tears as I called these individuals. But here's the truth. Listen to this. The truth is this. Forgiving others doesn't make them right, but it does set you free. (laughs) I mean, when I called those people up, I, I, I mean, I just, I mean, it didn't make them right in what they did to me, but it did set me free. I mean, by seeking their forgiveness, I, I wasn't saying, you know, you're right for what you did and it's all cool and I, you know, I mean, all that was good. No, it, it, it actually set me free. And uh, you say, well, how do you know? How did you know that you were supposed to, you know, ask for their forgiveness? Well, I'll give, I'll give you the answer. It was the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's one of the greatest... One of the greatest reasons why you should know Jesus Christ is because when you don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit does. And when you actually go to the Holy Spirit and you say, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this situation. The Holy Spirit will guide you and he will speak to your heart and he will show you what to do. And you say, well, how did you know? Well, here's how I knew. Every time I would get alone with God 
and I would close my eyes to pray, their faces would show up in my mind. And they were pretty ugly. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just kidding. That was a joke too. But, but I, I mean, again, every time I would close my eyes and I would want to pray to God and I got alone with God, their faces would come into my mind. And it wasn't until I actually asked for that person's forgiveness that that face went away. And then the other face would come. <laughs> the other person that I needed to ask for forgiveness, that, fa- that person's face would come. Their, their, their name would come to my mind. And every time I would think about it, and here's the other thing I thought. I thought, well, is this of God? I mean, or is this the devil torturing me and making me feel like a jerk for maybe some of the mistakes that I've made? And so here's, how I, here's what I did. I said, God, take this away. If, I, if I've done something, take it away. Take this person's name out of my mind. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. But guess what he did? He didn't take it away until I asked for forgiveness. And so you may be thinking, well, is God, you know, is the devil just trying to torture me, bringing up all this stuff in the past? No, maybe it's the Holy Spirit talking to you and saying, hey, I want you to do something. I need you to to obey me. I need you to find healing, but I need you to do this. And so, again, maybe maybe that's what God's saying to you today. And, And so... Uh, God will heal us from the hurts of others when we come to him and we listen to whatever whispers he says to do and we actually do it. Ephesians 4 says this. It says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ, God, forgave you. Now, going back to Buck Branham, he found, forgiveness, or he found healing in forgiveness as well. Just before he graduated high school, he wrote his dad a letter. And uh, he wrote him a letter saying, hey, I forgive you for all that you've done. And he writes uh, in an article that I read, he says, by forgiving or by offering forgiveness, the burden of the mistreatment left him. It left him because he sought his forgiveness. Now, listen. I mean, we could, we could go down a long list of things that have hurt us. We could go, you know, back to the family. You know, father abandoned me or my best friend betrayed my trust or this girl, she, she broke my heart or, you know, I was abused or spread rumors. People spread rumors about me. And all the, I mean, all of that is real. But here's what I want you to get. The real, realness of God's healing in your life can also be truly real. Just like the pain is real, the healing can be real. I'm telling you, if you will choose to forgive the people that have wronged you, you will find healing. Now, here's the truth that I want you to get. God, you say, well, that'll have to, I'll have to bring up the pain of the past. I don't want to do that. Listen, again, I've said it before, but you, when you try to hide the pain and the hurt in your life from God, you are hiding from your healer. And just because he wants to maybe bring back up some of the past so that... So that so that he, you can get past that? Listen, he's not trying to torture you. He loves you. He wants to heal you. But you may have to bring up some of that pain and relive it for a few minutes so that you can be healed for eternity. Yeah. So again, some of you guys need to realize that. You, you can be set free, but you have to choose to let go of the, the bitterness and the anger. Um, and, and so here's the thing. That's the first thing that God whispers to us. Um, and, and in some sense, that's the easy part. Now, again, God says, and he's shown me this second thing, and then I'm done. 
Um, when someone hurts us, here's what maybe even is harder for me, because here's what God says. You ready? He says this, bless them. <laughs> and you know what my response is? When hell freezes over. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you look at, I look at God and I go, God, I forgave him. What the heck do you want me to do? And you know what he says? He says, I want you to bless them. I want you to bless them. I mean, look at Matthew chapter 5. It says this, but I say unto you, love your enemies. What does it say next? Bless them. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. And again, I know what you may be thinking. You're thinking, well, what did God say? He said, bless those who curse you. I mean, do good to them that hate you. Pray for them that use you. I mean, again, I I forgave them. What does he want me to do? He wants you to bless them. You say, well, how do I do that? How do I bless those that have hurt me? Luke chapter 6, look at it. It says this, but to you who uh, are willing to listen, and again, you have to listen. It says this, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who, who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If, one, if someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. I don't know about you, but that goes against everything in my body. You know what I'm saying? But can I just stop right there for a second? Here's, here's the truth. God doesn't, and I want to say something about this. God doesn't want you to turn the other cheek so that you can just get beat up. Here's what else happens. When you turn the other cheek, God, God shows up and he shows those that watch you turn the other cheek. And it shows them that you truly serve a true God. Does that make sense? So maybe it's not God saying, hey, I don't want you to fight. Maybe he's saying, I I want those that are watching you to see how you respond so that their lives can be changed. Does that make sense? Um, And so he says, turn the other cheek. And then he he says on, he goes on to say, um, offer them their cheek. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks. And when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like for them to do to you. If, you. if you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to others, you know, other sinners for a full return. In other words, he says, love your enemies, do good to them, lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward will be in heaven will be very what? Great. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Then your reward will be very great and you will truly, listen, you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate just as your father is compassionate. Now, again, you're thinking, what the heck is that? But that is how we truly show people that we love the God of the universe. It is. Because you know how I know that that can only happen through God is because it can only happen through God. I can't do that on my own. 
I can't forgive, and I especially can't bless anybody, you know, that has hurt me. Now you say, well, how, how do I bless them? I mean, give me an example of that. Well, the, the, the verse tells us that we're to pray for them. We're to pray for them. And so here's what I, you know, have learned to do. Uh, the people that would come to my mind that I had to forgive, now I, when I, you know, have a quiet time and I spend time with God, I pray for them. I pray that God would bless them. I pray that God would bless their family. I pray that God would bless their business. I pray that God would bless their health. And I know good and well that some of these guys, when they get on their deathbed or they're in the hospital, God's going to say, Bo, I want you to go see them. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go see them. Because that will find more healing in me, and maybe it will find healing in them. So you say, well, how how do I bless them? Well, you pray for them. You cannot hate somebody that you're praying for. It just doesn't work. I've tried it. <laughs> it doesn't work. And so pray for them. You say, well, how else? Well, here's the other way that you can bless them. You can look for an opportunity to serve them. Uh, you know, look for opportunities. Maybe you're at, you know, Big Dan's and that person walks in and they have their dinner and you buy their dinner. And you're like, heck no. I'm spending my good money on that person. Now listen, God says, he says to bless our enemies. Bless those who hurt you. Maybe when the cows are out and your neighbor is a jerk and he doesn't want to, you know, you know, do anything to help you when your cows are out, but you go over there and you help him put his cows in. You bless them. You say, well, what else? Well, here's the other thing, and this is maybe one of the hardest things to do, is you choose not to speak against them. I mean, I've had people come to me and say, Bo, I heard what that guy did to you. I heard what that girl did to you. I heard what that person said to you. I heard how they hurt you. What do you think? And I can just want to keep my mouth shut. Because i got to choose not to speak against them. And if I do speak, I'm going to speak for them. I'm going to try to find something good that I can say about them. You know what that does? It blesses them. Because here's what happens. A lot of times the guy that wants to know why you are ticked off and why that happened, he'll go to the guy that you're ticked off at and he'll ask him the same thing. But when he goes to that person and he says, I talked to the other guy that you're ticked off at and here's what he said. He said, you're a good guy. And he he wants to, you know, he's praying for you. And that guy goes, holy crap, that guy, I, he should hate my guts, but he's actually praying for me, and he might come to me and say, I'm sorry too. That's hard. That is hard. But here's the truth. If you will do it, you will find healing for your hurt. The Bible says, forgive them. God is whispering to you today, some of you today, he's saying, I need you to to forgive those people, and not only do I need you to forgive them, I want you to bless them. I want you to bless them. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes for just a second. Nobody's looking around. I want to know, um, just for my own sake, and, and know how to pray for you. How many of you guys would say, you know what, Bo, uh, I have somebody in my life that I need to forgive. How many of you guys would raise your hand and say that? Yeah, all across, almost everybody in the room. Yeah. Listen, here's what I think. Here's what I know. I, I believe that God is whispering to you. Those of you that raised your hand, I want you to, here's what he's saying. I want you to forgive and I want you to bless those that have hurt you. Can you say, Bo? That person's dead. My, my father died or that person died or whatever. How do I get rid of that pain? Listen, I believe that God honors you even when you were, if you were to go to their grave 
and you were to stand at their grave and you were to say, I forgive you. I forgive you for whatever you did in my life. I forgive you. I believe that God will honor that. And when you see their family, you bless their family. And you show them the love of God that lives inside of you. Here's the other truth. The the truth is resentment and bitterness doesn't even affect the person that hurts you. But here's what it does. It kills you. I mean, you think, I'm just going to be bitter. I'm going to be angry. I'm just going to, you know, be ticked off at this person and they'll get it. I mean, it'll kill them. No, listen, it doesn't even affect them, but it kills you. And so some of you are here today and you're living in bitterness. You're living in anger and you need to get, you need again, you need to listen to God. He's saying to you, I want you to be healed. I I don't like to see you hurt and I can provide that healing if you will listen to the whispers that I'm telling you and you will actually do what I've asked you to do. Now, here's the other thing. You may be like me and you may be thinking, well, Bo, I don't even know if I've, I've got bitterness. I don't even know if I've got anger toward anybody in my life. Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Ask God. Just ask you. Just say, God, who is it that I need to forgive? Who is it that I need to bless? Show me who it is and I will act and I will not hesitate and I will go to them and I will ask for their forgiveness. Just, just maybe that right there in your seat, you just need to pray that. Here's the thing. Don't be afraid to allow God to whisper to you. Don't be afraid of it. Because he wants to, again, he wants to heal you. He wants to show you the light. He wants to bring goodness in your life. And he wants to, you know, he wants you to to find that healing. And so listen, you, you maybe think, well, I'll just get past this. Time will heal all this. No, listen, only God can heal your pain. And it's not until you come to him and you listen to him and you do what he asks you to do that you will ever find that healing. Now, you may be here today and you may be thinking, well, I don't even know God. I, I don't even know his son. I, don't even, I can't even rely on him because I've never really trusted in him. Here's the truth. You can today. I mean, if you have any hope of forgiving anybody that has hurt you, if you have any hope of, of renewing a relationship that has been strained, you have to do it through the power of God. And you say, well, how do I do that? You know his son, Jesus Christ. And so you say, well, Bo, how do I know him? How do I begin a relationship with him? Here's how you do it. It's simple. You don't, you don't, have, you don't come to him and say, ah, you know, I got I to gotta get cleaned up before I come to you. No, you come to him dirty. You come to him with your pain. And you say, Lord, I need your forgiveness. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin and come into my life and save me. I need you in my life. I know that you rose from the dead and I trust in you today. Listen, maybe you just prayed that for the first time in your life. 
and you really meant it, and you meant it with your heart, not just with your mind, you meant it with your heart. Listen, you have just began a personal relationship with the God of the universe. Now you have the supernatural power to forgive those that have hurt you. You have the supernatural power to live a life above sin, to be able to say no to the temptation to hate, to say no to the temptation to be bitter. You have the power to overcome that now in Jesus Christ. You say, but how do I do that? How do I move forward? Well, that's where the church comes in. We can show you. We can give you a good Bible. We can give you a next step booklet. It'll show you what the next step is in your life. And so here's all we ask you to do. If you've got a card, one of those orange cards, fill it out. It should be on your chair. Fill it out, place it in one of these yellow buckets. If you don't have a card, just text your name to the number on the screen and we will contact you. You say, Bo, I have more questions about how to get healing in my life and I want to ask those questions. Just fill out that card, write, write your name on it, write your phone number on it, or text your name to the number on the screen and we'll contact you. It's that simple. The other truth of this is you, you will not be able to walk through this life without the help of others as well. And so you need the church. You know why? I know because I need the church. Lord, I come to you right now and I thank you. I thank you for the truth that sets us free. I thank you that those that are here today, they're not here by accident. They're here to hear the word that you have spoken through me today. And Lord, I pray that somebody in this room, if not all those that raise their hands, would be obedient and that they would go out of this place and that you would show them the right time, you would show them the right way for them to seek forgiveness and to bless those that have hurt them. And may you heal them through that process. And we will give you all the glory. And we will praise your name for what you've done in our life. It's in your holy name I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand today. You guys have a blessed Memorial Day weekend. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Bo Haig at Thousand Hills Ranch Church in Woodward, Oklahoma. Please join us next Sunday at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. at the Woodward Lifestyle Conference.